You were created for more, and this show is meant to inspire and equip you with the tools you need to help you live on purpose. This is the podcast that keeps it real and highlights amazing business owners and impact makers so that you get your fire ignited and take your greatness out into the world. If you've got big dreams and know you were created for more, this is the place to be, and I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to the Created For More podcast. This episode is supposed to be all about storytelling and how to improve your content with storytelling. And it is. We, you are going to get some amazing tips. But I want to invite you to really pay attention to the beginning part of our conversation. Mariah and I met a few months ago. I was on her podcast and um, she was supposed to be on mine like right after, but I had some scheduling conflicts and then she began traveling. And so it just didn't work out, but we reconnected. We were able to record and here she is for you. Um, but man, uh, what we talked about in the beginning of this episode about holding on to your vision and just the experiences that she's been through and that she shared, you're going to hear storytelling in live action. So pay attention um, and get excited and inspired as well, but pay attention to the storytelling aspect. And then we dive into this, some specifics, some ideas, how you can incorporate it and just really the beauty of what your story really does for not only your business, but actually your whole life and anybody that you come in touch with. So I'm so excited. Mariah is incredible. Um, And please make sure you follow her. So the day that this episode is going live, she will have just left yesterday um, on her next adventure in the van with her partner. And they're going to be traveling this way for a few months. Um, I can't wait to follow along her, her journey. All right, Mariah McInnes, the founder of Content Queen, is a passionate traveler, digital nomad, serial rambler, and big dreamer with a purpose to inform and educate. Mariah has been in the marketing industry for over five years and has a background in journalism and public relations. She's a go-getter with huge energy and passion for writing. Mariah has recently found more of a balanced lifestyle after being diagnosed with two tumors in her bowel and pancreas. By the way, she does talk about this on the episode. I love this part of her story as well. But this health care sent her on a self-health awareness journey, which she has always been keen to talk about on social media and other content channels. Oh, there you go. So she is going to talk about it here. Um, You're going to love Mariah. So get cozy and let's get started. Hello, Mariah. Hello. We're finally here again. Um, so we were just before we hit record catching up. Um, I was on Mariah's podcast at the end of 2022, and now she gets to be a guest on mine, or I get to have her as a guest on mine. Um, so in between time, it's been like holidays, new year, and she has been exploring Australia via a van and just living life on the road, which I got all the details on for like 20 minutes we've been talking about and are catching up on each other's life, but I'm excited because we can actually use that to talk about what we're going to talk about today a little bit. So, so yeah, like I love to hear about how people are not, um, and again, we were just talking about this, like not living a mediocre life, not doing the things that they're supposed to be doing, right? Like we get to decide how we want to live our life 
and how success is going to look and you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. We were just talking about it before, but just making that decision and that commitment to what you want. And I think, um, yeah, it takes a bit of time to make that bold move, but once you do, and what I experience, it's like, ah, yeah, it all makes sense to me right now. So I'm, yeah, I'm excited to share my story and um, hopefully help others on their their path because there's so many side hustlers or anyone out there that's like, I want to do something. And it's um, making that commitment is the first step, I think. And that's what happened with me. It totally is. And being bold in following through, right? Because I don't know, I even make that excuse myself. Like, I think I've been so inspired by you over the last couple of months. Um, And then I think, you know, like having three kids and a dog now, like how would we be able to do something like that? You know, and we did it. We did it during the time that everybody had to work from home in 2020. And like my husband was home, the girls were home and we didn't have a dog yet. (laughs) Um, And we did a two week road trip and it was the best ever. And we did a lot of extended camping trips where they were like zooming in for school and we were just working wherever. Um, But to like go live for months in the, in RRV, like I just, not that I, I could do it. I don't think my family could handle it. It's not their dream. So I guess that's kind of like the thing that I have to take into consideration and they're thriving in school and they're so busy and committed to things like their activities, but I got a little glimpse of it and I just, I loved it. Yeah. It's, it's been so fun. And like, I think, yeah, you definitely, when you have a family, you have to, you know, kind of make, um, uh, like, you have to meet them halfway with what you know you need to do and and I was just like I always wanted to travel and that's why I started my business because I um in 2017 was working in corporate and went to America and I went to Vegas and LA and then I went to Cancun in Mexico and at the time I had like a travel Instagram and I was sort of sharing my travels and I got back and I was broke as because I spent all my money and I like (laughs) used all my annual leave and all of that. And it's just like that holiday blues is really like, you know, everyone knows the feeling when you get back from a trip you've been planning for ages and you're just like, I just want to feel this all. Like I just want to have that trip all the time. And I always had this big goal to move to New York and that was something I really wanted to do. And as a writer, journalist, you know, in PR, I really wanted to do that. And, but I thought, all right, well, what can I do? I can earn more money to travel. So I started on Fifer, which is a freelancing platform. And I was yeah. uh, doing $10 press releases, which I was actually talking to someone yesterday about my Fifer journey. I was like, maybe not that cheap, but you do have to kind of start to get the reviews and, and everything, but maybe not $10. I felt like I was really right. like, selling myself short there. And um, so I was doing press releases and blog articles for, yeah, anyone that that needed them at the time, so businesses around the world. And um, I, I put a little bit of energy into it, but not a lot and got not a lot of money. I mean, $10 press release, like you'd have to be averaging quite a few press releases to right. make enough money to travel. Um, so that's what I kind of, from 2017 to 2019, I was on and off on Firefa and um, sort of doing my travel blog. And then I started my own podcast and the podcast had nothing to do with travel blog. It was just me talking shit with my family 
sorry for Swiss. Um, <laughs> me talking with my family, my friends, like people I found on Facebook, but it was really shit showed me the power of content creation and how it can connect you to something and a bigger purpose. I was always striving for something. So like my days weren't like when I got home from work, I wouldn't be watching Netflix or um, yeah, I was always doing something. I was um, yeah. writing or doing my blog. Like I always had to have something else that I was doing. I couldn't just come home and like make a cup of tea uh, after work, have a snack. Like I'm just mirroring my parents either come home, make a snack, have a cup of tea, go for a walk, have dinner, watch TV, go to bed. Yeah. I couldn't do that. Like that wasn't not what I wanted. I was just like doing so many different things. And um, it kind of got to the end of 2018 and I really started to build up more FIFA clients. And I remember listening to a podcast of a woman who had done online um, business coaching and she was sort of sharing her journey. And I was like, why don't I start a business? Like I could do that. So I was thinking about what I could do. I was trying to monetize my travel blog. And um, I actually entered this competition where you could become the CEO of Mexico or Cancun and you had to enter this competition and do a video and I remember like my parents helped me film the video in like Australia but it just had nothing on some of the entries because I wasn't a travel vlogger or anything like that I was just working in corporate and doing my travel uh, Instagram so that gave me a taste into what I could do and um, I had a friend at work was talking about my guy I want to start like a side hustle but I don't know what it looks like he's like you look how many words you write for us. I was doing internal comms, PR, and um, social media marketing at this company. They're like, you write all day, like just write for people. And I was like, well, duh, I have this FIFA profile. So I just started taking it more seriously. And um, in 2019, June, I kind of launched Content Queen, which was a side hustle with the dream to go all in and uh, travel because that's what I wanted. And that's was always on my mind was like, when was the next trip or what was I doing? I remember I cleaned houses at uni and worked at Kmart to fund my first America trip. I wanted to save $20,000 and I was cleaning my mom's friend's house, my brother's house. Like I was reflecting on this the other week when we were traveling, because I said to my partner, like, it's always been travel. It's always motivated me was to travel. So yeah, I um, started Content Queen and, and built that up and went to Europe. Um, whilst working full-time, didn't have the leave, went in negative leave, unpaid leave. I went to Europe for six weeks and sort of tested running a business. I mean, I had a couple of clients, nothing too huge and tested it and I bloody loved it. So I was like, when I come home, that's my intention. I'm going to tell my boss. And I actually like put my resignation in January. It's like, I'm quitting in May, just letting you know. (laughs) So I had to, I had, and that's the thing. I have to set that intention and work towards it. And that was something I always was very mindful of is like, if I set that intention, I need to action it by not just hoping about it, but I need to do something that will make that tangible. So telling someone that I'm going to do that, or, you know, there was always, I had to make sure that I told people because I'm a very, if I tell someone I'm going to do something, I'll tell everyone I'm going to do something. So then everyone knows. So then if I don't do it, like accountability. There's like, yeah, I I always have like been very open about my goals and dreams, even if they're just like very audacious. And my parents are like, okay, (laughs) good job, Mariah. Like in the back of their heads, like this is crazy. Um, So yeah, that's sort of why I started my business. Long, long story. I'm a storyteller. I I um, love it. Yeah. So, and that, that I just had to commit to that. And uh, now we're 2019, what, three years, four years down the track. And um 
I mean, it took a while to do more full-time travel because we had COVID, I got sick. Um, and then, so this year has been the first like year that I've actually been able to do more full-time travel. Um, in the past, I've moved around to lots of places and more yeah. found a home base. But now the home base is, yeah, living and traveling around. Um, my home base now at the moment is my address of correspondence, I call it, which is my parents' house, <laughs> which I can come to if I need to for, yeah. you know, to, to kind of ground myself. Um, but, yeah, we head off again next week, so I'm very excited to get back out there. Uh, just take a picture of me while you guys <laughs> drive so I can see it all because, man, that is beautiful. Um, I mean, so many things. Number one is like I can totally relate to being able to travel and work from wherever and experience beautiful places and, you know, all of that really quick too before we hit record. Um, something that you said about how you're more productive and you work a little bit faster and, and concisely because you know that you want to get out to explore wherever you're at. Huge benefit, right? Like we can definitely work from anywhere. And even in our, when we're home, like if I go to a coffee shop to work, I'm on fire. Like I just, that change of scenery does something right. So I love that. Um, I didn't know the backstory, like that this has always been your dream and now you're living it. Like how amazing to look back at kind of how you started and see that it's possible. And so many people stay dreaming right? They never do anything about it. Or maybe they do a little bit and it's not happening fast enough. I know I'm guilty of that. Sometimes I get really impatient, but man, stay the course. And like, you're living your dream life now. Yeah. And it's important. It's interesting with the patience because I'm very impatient as well. And it's, um, I mean, gosh, I set this sort of like wanting to travel and um, not necessarily, I didn't know if I'd work for myself, but I knew I wanted to like travel more uh, in 2017. So yeah. like, you know, it's, it's been a long time and, um, but a lot has happened in that time and a lot of growth. And I think it's just like sticking to the vision. And it's something I said to my partner recently, cause he was working, he's from Colombia and he came to Australia and, um, another like example of, you know, a dream, he had the same dream as me to travel and he put himself through uni and worked in his food truck. And there was days where he'd work long, long hours, but he still held on to that vision as well of like wanting to travel more. Yeah. And it brought him to Australia. And obviously when you come to Australia um, with his visa, he has to study and like working in hospitality is like a easy way to get work. And he was also telling me like he did construction where he'd work eight hours a day and then go to school at night to learn English. And we're talking yesterday morning and I just said like, and, and when he quit working in hospitality to come and help me and my team and um, work with me and we started traveling more, I imagine that would have been really scary for him because he went from like a bit more of a consistent wage to less money. Um, and yeah, like there'd be days where he couldn't tangibly say what he did because he was working on different things mm -hmm. and we're always working towards a big project or something like that. And, and I said to him, like, you just got to hold the vision, like stick to the vision. I know there's going to be times where, um, and especially growing up in a completely different culture to me, um, where, you know, in Colombia, he's always worked very hard. And like, that's like, you work very hard for yeah. your money and everything like that. And he just held on to that vision. And now we're starting to see it flourish. You know, we're seeing um, more clients come in and, and things like that. And it's like, it's so interesting as well to see his journey as well as mine, because 
I'm sure there's times where, yeah, it's very scary when you may be not earning as much as you used to when you worked in another job. Maybe like, you know, we've always got backward steps, clients leave, you know, you get that break and then, you know, you kind of grounded a little bit. So I think it's just like, I see it in my, like, cause like you often can't see it in yourself, but when you've got someone, you can sort of see the progress. Um, yeah, it can be super hard and frustrating. And there's days where I'm like, ah, like this is just not happening how I want to. Like I wanted to travel in 2020. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's a bit delayed, but I think like, it's just one thing I've said to myself and especially to my partner as well as like stick to the vision, like hold on to that vision because like there's going to be so many tests. Like, do you really want this? Like, is this what you want? Cause like if life was super easy, we would like, it'd be boring, you know, we'd be bored. I'd be bored in five minutes. Like I yeah. want everything to go smoothly, but if everything went my way, I'd be bored. And we'd, yep. we'd all end up fighting each other because we try and find drama. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. That has been one of the biggest topics of conversation I've been bringing forward is like, you need the obstacles of life. They are yeah. part of our success. You just have to learn to leverage and overcome them because mm-hmm. you, if you, if you get defeated by them, then yeah, they suck. And even yeah. in the overcoming, they suck, but they bring so much more for you. So, yeah. And, and, and they share, like, gives you a story, you know, it's all part of the story. Um, so I think it's just like, for me, I always find a story out of those like life obstacles. So I would, you know, I've had lots of them and uh, I can't remember. It was one of the girls in my team. She's like, it's part of the narrative. So any, you know, bad experience with a client or um, something doesn't go your way, you have a setback and like, or oh, is this what I'm really meant to be doing? It's just part of the story. And we know like in like all the good stories, like the the rags to riches stories, right? Like so it just becomes part of your rags to riches story. And I think like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's just a small obstacle, it's your obstacle. So you can't like, it's like they say when children, are young and they don't get invited to a birthday party. It's like the worst thing ever. Like can be like the worst thing that ever happens to them in their whole life, but they always hold on to that. Even if your obstacle might seem quite small compared to other people's obstacles, it's still yours. So you still have to like honor that and share that story because it brings lessons for other people, you know, to not, I'm a perfect example of like, don't do this. Cause I did this and this did not work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. Oh my gosh. There's, we could go into a whole other topic just off of that because I'm, yeah, I love it. Um, I wanted to say like, I love, so I always say like, that's part of your journey. Right. And the beautiful part is the journey. It's not the destination. Yeah. That's amazing and incredible. But once you get there, you're just going to start the next journey. So that's really where like the magic happens. But I love that you said it's part of your story. Because what we're talking about, like what we're actually talking about today, now that we're going to get into like the storytelling element, this, this is the storytelling, right? Like, so let's transition a little bit, but keeping up with what we've been talking about, like how do we incorporate the storytelling into our business and our content to get this dream and the vision across to the people that we're trying to show it to? Yeah. And I love the journey because I used to listen to this quote, just side note, happiness is a journey, not a destination. And I used to have it on like one of those um, 
pin boards with the letters I had it on my phone like so yeah totally totally agree but yeah storytelling is an interesting one because it's when say for example your dream is to go full-time in your business or to um yeah start traveling more write a book whatever that looks like content can play a really powerful role in helping you you know, not achieve it, but like voice to your audience what's happening to gain exposure to then help you move forward. So we love a good story and Australian culture especially and all around the world, not just in Australia, but like we have this big underdog Mm -hmm. culture where we'll always barrack for the underdog or go for the underdog in any anything, you know, if there's a sporting match and there's two teams and you don't go for any of those teams, you're always going to go for the one that no one thinks he's going to win. That happens all around the world. Australia, yeah. for some reason, we always cling on to the underdog and just like ride, like ride the wave with them. Um, but, you know, we think about, for example, if your dream was to always be an author and, you know, you can start sharing that through your own personal experience of that journey and you can use content to document this. And we know when we document things, we build community, we build connection, and you never know the opportunities that are going to lead from this. And that's why it's so important to utilize. And same with if you want to start a business, obviously we need content creation to help elevate our business, but sharing your own story. I had a client that wanted to go full-time in her business and she had like this, um, she labeled it her mission to March because she wanted to go full-time in her business in March. And that accountability came through her content and everything like that to help her you know, give updates. Everyone's like, what's happening? Mission of March, you know, like what's going on? And we we could give updates, obviously in good time of we couldn't, there were some things she couldn't say at all, like given she was still working full time. Right. But be careful. You know, and now that story is something that we can share. And maybe it's not sharing during you're doing it. Because I had a conversation with a friend. There's two different types of people, people that can share during and people that have to digest and share after. So I think it's um, with the whole content creation journey as a business owner, as someone that just wants to build an audience, build community, you like have to learn yourself. It's the biggest self-awareness journey because how I create content and how I share my own personal experiences is going to look very different to how you do, Lisa, and how anyone listening. And that's why I think it's really important to understand the type of person you are during this content creation journey, sharing your story, because they're our stories and they're very personal to us. And if you push yourself to share something you're not comfortable in sharing, then, you know, it's it, it's going to, like the whole world is going to see that potentially, or, you know, you just don't know where that's going to amplify. Yeah. Um, so I had a conversation with a friend because I'm a very share while I'm doing it, but maybe not like very in the moment, but I need a couple of days to digest and I need a little bit. I need to like regroup and get the lesson before I kind of share it. But mm-hmm. I think content creation and sharing your journey is great for that accountability, but it's also here to connect with people, build community, because there might be someone else that wants to write a book. So they want to follow your journey. There could be someone else. And that could lead to, you never know, you know, like it, we've seen people that become the teacher after they've done the thing. So if you're documenting your story of how I become an author, you might become someone that helps other people become authors. Like you just don't know where that could lead in the long term. And um, yeah, you become a teacher. And I had a, my own personal experience with that when I had my surgery in 2021. I had um, this huge surgery called a Whipples. And I started documenting that journey online. I didn't know anyone my age that had it, it was in you know, a lot of older people. And then all of a sudden, 
Like I built this community of young people. I've got people from Colombia that I'm going to go visit. I'm going to have people in America that I'm like very good friends with. I started a Facebook group. I don't, this is not going to turn into a business opportunity for me. Maybe I'll turn it into a book. I don't know what that will look like in terms, but I'm not going to, I don't know, start a Whipple's business where I help people get through their Whipple. That's not what I'm going to do. But I needed that myself. I needed that community because now I'm sharing my experience two years post-surgery to people that are just going into it and they see my story. They see I'm traveling full-time. They see all this and they're like, yes, that can be me as well. And that's why I did it because I, I started it to document my journey and then my identity changed and I felt like I was going into that I'm sick identity and I pulled myself out. I'm like, no, I can inspire people from my experience. So I took on not the sick person. I took on the recovered person that I could share my experiences. And since I've flipped that, the positive impact has been so much better. And I've showed people that they can live this life post-surgery too. They don't, they don't have to fall into the, I'm sick. I can't do that. I'm sick. I can't do that. Like I've had, like, there's obviously things I can't do anymore, but like, I don't, you know, I don't use that as an excuse where I was before. And I'm trying to help people do the same, but it's not by telling them what to do. It's just by sharing my own experience. Yeah. And that's how sharing your story can have impact. It doesn't have to be to make money. It could be just something you purely enjoy and um, that you, you just love. I love connecting with people. So to even have in my inbox on TikTok or on WhatsApp, a message from someone that's going through something similar to me and just needs someone to listen. Of course, I have to be considerate of my energy because you have to, you know, people are quite down and um, it's heavy, but I I can at least support someone. I didn't get that. I didn't know anyone when I had mine. So yeah, we always try and do something. We always tend to do something that we didn't have before. So changing, changing that experience for someone else. Can you like in 10 seconds, tell us what Whipples is? Oh yeah. So I had um, the removal of half my pancreas, part of my bowel and stomach, because I had two tumors um on my pancreas and bowel I had a neuroendocrine cancer um so it was pretty intense and very like whirlwind um I'm I don't don't have any more cancer at the moment I'm just like monitoring and everything and that's another thing like I didn't I was speaking to my partner yesterday because like I have to do see an oncologist for 10 years um because the cancer that I had is a slow growth cancer so even if it's not active now it could potentially become active. So it needs to continue to be monitored. And I have like this huge 20 something centimeter scar down the cross of my stomach, you know, and like I I've had a lot of um, post surgery problems, but that's quickly what I did. But my partner and I were talking about how for 10 years I could have just stayed in the one place because I've got to be close to my doctor and da da da. But I was like, no, I'm not spending 10 years in Sydney because that's where I was, which is expensive um, in a place that I'd, have a lot of trauma because it was a really hard time for me. I, I need to, no, I'm not doing it. So I told my doctor, like, I want to travel. Obviously, like, I'm going to be considerate of my doctor and not be like, a, you can live by my rules. But like, we worked out a plan that's going to work for me. And yes, maybe I'll spend an extra $50,000 flying back to Australia to get tests to then go back to wherever I am in the world. I don't care because I wasn't going to sit there for 10 years just wasting my life yeah. waiting to be like you're cancer free now go and enjoy your life I'm like I'll be in my like I'll nearly be 40 like I, I just I wanted to you know can it doesn't mean that after that I couldn't do my thing but like I had this window of opportunity now and I didn't want I'm sick or I you know to stop me so that's also like another thing that I guess 
I like with the holding on to the vision with the travel, like having this hiccup and just like, no, like this is what I want. And I'll just make it work at whatever cost. Like my doctors have been amazing ever since COVID telehealth is now a thing. So they just call me. So, you know, there's, there's silver linings in everything. And um, yeah, I just didn't want it to stop me from kind of doing my thing. So I went to explain it and then I went and explained more, but yeah, that's what I'm with palsy is it's, it's quite intense. It was banned for a while in like the, you know, I don't know what century but they didn't do it for a long time because it's quite dangerous um but now they've um because they have to completely realign your digestive system so mine mine's a bit of a mess but it works so that's, that's it works right yeah. yeah oh my gosh I love that too I, we could have a whole nother conversation like I don't know if I shared with you I have rheumatoid arthritis also yes. on the younger age there's not a lot of like people mm-hmm. that I can relate to I had knee surgeries uh knee replacement surgeries on both knees like right here in my thirties in the last year or so. And I've never, cause I've had RA for like over 10 years now, but I've never let it control me or my life. Yeah. Modify because there's things that I have to do a little differently, but it's never stopped me from living. And that's a little hard for some people to swallow, but I feel yeah. like me living that life is going to be inspiring somebody and Uh, showing them another way. So I'm glad you shared that because I think, again, storytelling, it just goes so much further than we think it does. (laughs) Or even like another example on the podcast, actually, like a lot of my intros starting this year have been about cooking adventures because I'm not a good cook. I don't really know how to, and I don't really love to, but I'm trying to, and I'm trying to eat healthier and feed my family healthier. So I've had stories that I've shared along the way. (laughs) And it's like, it's, it's nothing to do with my business. I am not going to get any money. I'm not going to start a cooking business. Like it's just to relate to people and help them see like, Hey, I'm real and I'm I'm very imperfect, but here's how we're going to how here's how it is in in my little corner of the world but yeah it's you can tell like it, yeah there's there's no set rule you know obviously we can we put stories with strategy and they work really well for like selling things and everything like that and and but I, I'm the same I just like to share a story but it's interesting you can always relate something back to what oh. you're doing if you wanted to like oh, yeah. if there was you know something you wanted to do and I'm a big I love analogies as well so even if people listening like oh don't know about sharing my own story, like analogies, hypothetical stories. Like, you know, if, if you loved something, for example, if you were obsessed with, um, yeah, cooking, you could use analogies. If you love gardening, if you love like a certain TV show like or oh, yeah. movie like Harry oh, Potter, yeah. if you were a big Harry Potter, you can bring that into your business brand and you can use analogies. And um, I know a woman that does it really nicely with the movie, The Sound of Music. She loves The Sound of Music. And she uses an out like bits and pieces from that movie in her content to share stories. Even if you hadn't seen The Sound of Music, like you get it. You know, she's building yeah. a narrative. You don't have to be like, oh my God, what does that look like? Do I have to be super creative? Just start sharing and like just play around with it. There, there's weeks where like I'm onto it, like the analogies are good, like everything's flowing. And there's some weeks I'm like, trying to rack my brain and I create a lot of content. So, mm-hmm. you know, you'd think I'd be like a pro, I could pull stories out of everywhere, but we're, we're human, right? We like, we can't get it all the time. Um, oh yeah. We all fall into that lack of creative moment. <laughs> happens. You got to honor, honor it. Yes. Yes. Space and grace, space and grace. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is so good. So what exactly are you up to these days? Like 
I know you have Content Queen and you have amazing content strategy tips and tools and ideas. What do you do for people specifically? And I know you have a free gift for everyone. Yes. Yeah. So like, it's interesting. I'm kind of like, obviously working one-on-one with clients, um, something I don't really market. It's something I've kind of learned to just take on, especially with traveling. Cause you've got to be very specific with who you work with because um, they have to be understanding of the travel and everything like that. But um, I've started to shift. Actually, I got this um, year, year review reading based on like your natal chart and like astrology. Cause I'm like really into um, woo-woo spiritual. I like to just learn new things about myself and it talks like it aligns the planets when you were born but on your birth date this year and it tells you all of my planets were in travel um but some of it was in being a teacher and I've always had this sort of educational side of my business so I'm really stepping into teaching more um rather than doing it for people because I I think learning is is very powerful when you can learn the content you can then outsource it down the track and get people to help you in any way, whether it's just scheduling, whether whatever it is, but learning it's so powerful because you learn so much about your audience through like creating content and yourself, I think. So I, um, yeah, I have, I do a lot on strategy. I have a couple of, um, you know, free things that I have on my website, but I think the best one for anyone listening that wants to get started is I run a monthly workshop. So no matter what date this podcast comes out, there will be one at the end of the month. And it's a really good chance to learn about strategy. Even if you wanted to share for um your, like wanted to share content to start something new, be on social media, start a podcast, having some kind of strategy is important because it allows you to actually stick with it and be consistent because you never know what's going to happen when you are consistent with something. As I said before, like opportunities come out of nowhere if you like show up and share. So I think even having like some kind of strategy and formula of like, how am I going to do this consistently? How is this going to fit into my life is really powerful. So those workshops I run um, every month, I'll share the link with you, Lisa, so you can share it, but it's, um, yeah, it's just an hour session. There's two time slots for different time zones because we can never land on a perfect time zone time. Right. Um, and it's just a good way to get started. And with that, you get a free template um, to fill out your own kind of strategy. So yeah, I'd love to invite people to come to that and just learn more about what strategy is and how it can really help whether you are a side hustler or yeah, even if you just want to start a social media channel to see or a podcast and see where it could lead because you can monetize anything these days. You can turn anything into a job. Oh, (laughs) yeah. And it does. It starts by just doing it. Like I was just uh, on Facebook and somebody talked about how her first, she's like a, I forget what her job is now, but it's not this. Um, her first workshop was like about couponing, teaching people how to like save money, like with that. And now she's like a systems expert, I think. I don't know. Um, I started with a $300 coaching package for three months. Every single week I coached this woman and for $300 back in 2016, but I started. And then from there, I can't even tell you how many directions it went, (laughs) Um, but if, Yeah. Going back to the whole obstacle thing, if you don't face it, overcome it and keep going, you're never going to know where it leads to. And the whole journey is what makes it so fun. Yeah, exactly. And and there's there's ebbs and flows, one of my clients always says, and yep. I was reflecting on that last night as I got like an email and, you know, like there there's always uncomfortable conversations you have to have with anyone on any given day. And I was just like, oh, the, the ebbs, the ebbs are coming and then, you know, go back into flow, but it just, it can happen in a week or it could happen, you know, you could have good things for a month and then a really shitty month, but 
again, yeah. create story and narrative and lessons. So I think it's important to remember that when you're going through it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Totally. Well, make sure that you follow Mariah on Instagram and follow her upcoming adventure in the van traveling for the next few months. I promise it will be worth it. And take a shot at the workshop and get some storytelling content out there because no matter what you want to do, storytelling is going to help you do it and help you connect with more people. Yes, for sure. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Mariah. Me. Yeah, I've loved it. I love everything that you're doing and just your story. And I appreciate you being here. And I'm glad I know you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lisa. It's been amazing to connect. Awesome. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.